0: Boxing is never gonna die, it's fighting right, it's primitive, it's like sex, we need it! Yes! Guess what happens when you buy castles man?
1: (laughs) You gotta fight till you're 60 years old, don't buy castles, that should be the first rule.
0: P.O.P baby, he was getting in those ears!
1: You're out of your
0: mind bro! Instead of boxing, it's a sport that keeps on fucking us over and over. But because I'm in love with it, I stay with it! and welcome to P.O.P. That's Picking Off Punches. It's your boy, Sergio Cone. I'm with my man, Derek Joshua What's happening, folks? Super excited about today's uh, guest. Who we got? Who? Who we got? Irish Mickey Ward. What?
1: Yeah. What? Yo, man, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Word's getting
0: around about us. Listen, out of all the guests, Irish Mickey Ward is one of those guys that do you remember the first time you saw him fight? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. The first time I saw him fight, I was just chilling in the in the crib with my friend Paulie, who was living off me at the time. He was an annoying house guest. He was one of those guests. No. Okay. No. He was a server. He drove a truck without a CDL license. He was society's Dirt vomit. Bag shit. Yeah. The he was society's, society's vomit. vomit. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I heard that phrase, it was in regards to the Taliban. He didn't even contribute that much to to any cause. Right. He would lay down on my... Yeah, because the Taliban,
1: at least they inspired us, right? Right. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Taliban, Islamic students. That's why... I read the Taliban book, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) So during, during, it was early 2000, I walk into my apartment, I see my friend Paulie and his boxer scratching his balls, laying on my ottoman, rolling a blunt. And I'm like, this fucking guy, yo, you got six hours, get out of here. Yeah. But we had some good times together. And right. this one time, we're casually just playing cards or something. The, the, uh, the TV was on, and it was a fight that I'll never forget on HBO. With Aturo Gotti and Mickey Ward. And it was like it was reminiscent to when I was a child watching, my father put two cocks fighting each other. Mm. Like it was brutal brutality, man. I mean, they were just going at it. It was back and forth action. They were like evenly matched up. They both had heart of steel, so much courage. It was blood and guts. And it was, it was just beautiful to watch. It was I never seen anything quite like it. So that was my first memory of Mickey Ward, and since then I became such a huge fan, I did, you know, I did the research on him, he's fought everybody, the drunken master, uh, you know, Emmanuel Augustus, he, he fought, fought Zab Judah, he Zab fought Vince Judah. Phillips,
1: and he fought everybody, yeah. he fought everybody.
0: Had a mean touch to the head, he hook to the body. he hurt Zab. He did hurt Zab. He him. hurt
1: Zab bad. I remember I was watching him fight this other, there was another upstart, his name was Alfonso Sanchez, people were like, you know, thinking he was going to be the champion, and uh, he was whooping Mickey for about. Six, seven rounds. Come back, kid. Making one liver shot, folding him up like a lawn chair. Mm. I said, damn. Yeah, there's some, something about this guy he was special you could tell he's special but Mickey was a journeyman and what often happens with journeymen I'll explain that uh, to people is that after you get a few losses in your career you fall out of like uh the contender stat- status what happens is you got to take the fights when you can get them and a lot of times you may not even be in training or you may just got done with another fight you take the fights on short notice you're fighting bigger guys and and unfortunately that's what happened to Mickey in his career
0: and there's journeyman and every form of entertainment. Mm. I'm a journeyman in comedy. You ask me to do a, a a comedy show in the middle of the Bronx, if it pays over a hundred bucks, I'll be there performing <laughs> right by a kitchen We're... with music playing at the same time. With music playing, and, and nah yeah, and nah the Yankee nah g- game, nah. yep, full volume, yep, full volume. <laughs> yeah, and I'm doing uh, jokes that are over twelve years old, glasses <laughs> clanking, Cling,
1: clink cling, cling, cling. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 selling my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, so he was, a, you know, he was considered the journeyman, uh, and then he, you know, after he he had a trilogy. Well, he happy, beat he beat God the night you were talking about with your friend Paulie. He beat Arturo Gatti, right? And he then beat he Arturo lost Gatti the, on the
1: HBO. Last two, he lost the last two, but that fight changed, changed his life because right. he ended up making, I believe, a million dollars a piece for the next two fights, and that set him up lovely. I mean, as a worker, he's, he's a blue collar worker. he's used he was a pay he was an asphalt guy, right. blacktop. He used to do blacktop. He actually injured himself part of his career. He fell onto a, uh, a blacktop, a tamper.
0: Jesus, I fella- broke my back. Yeah.
1: I broke my back. That's Mike Tyson. Yeah. I broke How'd my back. How'd you break back. it? Where'd you break it? I don't know. Spinal. 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 <laughs> but I believe, I, I, may not, I may be wrong. I believe that the tamper tore through Mickey's buttocks. Jeez. And I believe he lost maybe a year of his career. And another t- time in his career, the cops broke his hand. Right,
0: he was involved in some shit. was involved because- some shit.
1: His brother Dickie Eklund, fought Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Leonard was, but was also um, uh, he was he was an addict. Uh, if you a lot of people know this, if you watch um, High on Crack Street, which was a documentary on HBO, it takes place in Lowell, Massachusetts, where Mickey is from, who's also called the Pride of Lowell, Massachusetts. When they bring him in, Mickey, Pride of Lowell, or Irish Mickey Ward, but also the Pride of Lowell. Uh, his brother has a large part in. The documentary. Yes, yeah, stuffing and
0: cracks in his mouth. and yeah, and It was very It, it was during the, uh,
1: the ep- epidemic. Because a lot of people... It, we, we know about the epidemic. It touched yeah. New and, York and, very and, hard.
0: And understand, it don't faze me none. If no. someone puts crack in their asshole, I won't flinch. I, I know what it smells like. I smell
1: it all the time. Don't, don't, don't make me none.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just want to be
0: clear. Yeah, be clear Is that who you're you know, dealing it's with. not coming from a judgmental perspective. Absolutely and it, not. If anything, I encourage... That uh, that you uh, a crack use. Yeah, well, not crack <laughs> use, but if you're uh, going to be run on run up by the cops, uh, any uh, you should swallow b- your crack. But body cavity, mm. uh, you could stuff it in any body cavity. Yeah. This... <laughs> you stuff crack in your butt before? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, you know, the only thing that's bit up my butt is my fingers. Ew,
1: that's so gross. But Di- but Dicky taught him how to fight. Dickie, Dickie taught him how to fight. Uh, I believe Mickey was a little more naturally gifted. And he had a promising career to, to start with. You and know? he has one of those. A couple uh, lo- losses.
0: Yeah. I mean, his, his losses, though, I mean.
1: Well, he has a lot of losses. But his couple in the beginning kind of derailed the career. You know what I mean? And then he just had to right. fight whoever he could fight to make some, to make some bread. Right. But Equalizer. One of the best left hooks to the liver I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And who. Threw,
1: throws it like a Mexican.
0: Yes. Touch to the head. Go to the body. He beat Shane Neary, right? He beat, so Shane Neary, yep. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people, Vince Phillips beat Costa Zoo,
1: who Vince Phillips was also a journeyman, beat Costa Zoo, and then Vince's first defense was against Mickey Ward. Mickey was fighting him as tough he could, but he lost on a cut third round, very bad cut. And then I believe Mickey traveled over to uh, England to fight Shane Neary, who was uh, a- A huge underdog. A huge underdog, and Neary was undefeated in his backyard. Busted his ass. Yeah. I don't think the kid ever fought again.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was uh, monumental for uh, Mickey Ward. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they got a movie on him, which is, obvi- honestly, that's my favorite boxing movie ever. Really? Yeah, the fighter. You know what I like? Because I like the the dynamics between the family members, the seven sisters. I love that. They're grimy. They were grimy. They They were ratchet. Yeah. They were ratchet. They went there. I I know girls like that from from where I grew up, from the BX. Well, I grew up in the Lower East Side, but you know. My mom. My mom's from the BX. She's just like that. She's this, just like that. There's a bunch of sisters. Yeah, the
1: mother and the sister roll up to beat the shit out of their son's girlfriend? This is I love well, Why l- you think it's some you got sort it. of
0: MTV girl? Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? Fuck you, you stupid bitch. Yeah, yeah. I love
1: that shit. Yeah, yeah. man That's me. how my mother was in the streets. She's changed now, she's more reserved. But my mother was just like those people. Yo, know, your mother got down like that? Vast my mother got down face, like that. Hand All the ponytail. That. All the talking wild shit. Barefoot? Barefoot, yeah. Barefoot. Back in, you know, they got those little slippers nowadays. My mom used to just rot, go out there straight chancletas. Ooh, yeah, and she would say things. If someone gave her dirty looks, she'd go, "What do you look? Look at this bitch! Look ah. at this bitch over here!" I was like, "Mom."
0: Yeah, I mean, so I'm five. you know, <laughs> Mickey had a, a a a family that was, you know, quite dysfunctional. Man. Blue collar. Yeah, and throughout all that, man, he he did his thing. I and, wonder if the movie is accurate. Yeah, we gotta ask him. We gotta ask him because you know, you know what I like about the movie. Well, you're a they, big um, Mark
1: Wahlberg fan.
0: I think he did a great job. What I, I get annoyed by is anytime I I, I go on some sort of show, social media platform. You see him working like, out. Yeah. 3 a.m.
1: is when your day starts. Well, like, guess what? That reminds me of somebody I know. Yeah. yeah. Yours truly, me. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, you hang out with white girls too much. <laughs> That's, they're rubbing off on you. That's all your posts on social media now. Hey, <laughs> Hey, if you don't put in the work, you won't get the results. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Mark Wahlberg, also a big fan of his. Uh, he, when he was in juvenile when he was young, uh, he, he punched a store owner in the head, knocked his eye out of the socket.
0: Nice, yeah. nice, very yeah. nice.
1: So, but, but this is a story of redemption also from Mark Wahlberg, right? Mm-hmm. Bad kid from Boston, right? Went to juvie, turned his life around, became an actor, playing Mickey Ward in a movie. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Great movie. And if 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 anybody wants to dispute that, you let me know. I mean, it's better than, I mean, no no boxing movie could fuck with it, really. Uh, my favorite, my favorite boxing. If you say movie, Southpaw, to smack yeah, that, out. yeah, Southpaw, he wasn't even a Southpaw.
1: I know, I know he was, but they made him fight right-handed. Yeah, no, it was fucking a dumbass movie. I hate Billy that. Billy Hope. Oh, you know what part I really no, like I've about it? It so fast. Listen, listen. The daughter, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know. He movie. became poor I would have watched
0: that movie if they if they paid me and if it was on Channel 9 with the commercials. You want to know what really got me
1: in that lock? Forrest Whitaker did a great job in that movie. You can't say it, didn't. he did not He did wonderful. Forrest Whitaker,
0: I love him, man. Yeah. He, he looked like he's high out of one eye. Yeah.
1: So, Jake Gyllenhaal, even though, I mean, the script is a script, but he he did his best that part in the movie after his wife dies and he stops boxing and he's got the gun in his hand and he shoves his face into his mattress and screams and his daughter hears him throughout the house that shit just hit me in my heart dude. it all it happened
0: so me- quick it's folklore
1: it is folklore absolutely correct and but i'll tell you what's not folklore
0: you know I'll irish guess, mickey Ward.
1: yep i'll guess
0: real wh- live living human being Yeah. Without further ado, the pride of Lowell, Massachusetts, Irish Mickey Ward is in the house. Let's get to it. Welcome, Mickey Ward. How are you, my friend? Doing good, guys. How you doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. Happy to have you on here. This is great. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm excited, but you go first. Yeah, I mean, it's an honor to have you on here, Irish Mickey Ward, fighting pride of Lowell, Massachusetts. What have you been up to lately?
2: I just, uh, you know... I'm going um, to work at my nephew's gym and help him out. And I also work with, um, called live train. It's going to be uh, launching pretty soon as it's, it's, you can train with me. Other, other fighters we have on the platform, we have, um, wrestling, boxing, and MMA is going to be the first things we're start now, what it's called live train, where you can train with me or any other, like a Larry Holmes or Michael Spinks, Jerry Cooney's involved. um, we got on the wrestling side. We got some gold medalists. We got uh, Dana White gave us a bunch of MMA guys. So, uh, so that's what's gonna be.
0: Oh, nice! And that's digital, like on yeah. Yeah, you can on-, on
2: your mobile app. You can you can download like live train, and you can go on and see all the trainers, and then you can pick a trainer you want to train with. And then you train with them and stuff like that. Yeah, or you can do interviews or Q and A's and stuff like that. Where you. With your favorite athlete, like live, like you're actually talking physically to him, not pre recorded or anything like that. So it's gonna be really good,
0: nice man. And how long are the sessions? A half hour, 45, and an hour or so, something like that. That'd be hilarious if Larry Holmes comes in and so says, I'm only giving you five minutes, make the best of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's Larry, <laughs> yeah,
0: sitting down on the folded chair. It's like this, yeah,
2: Larry's a good guy. I've been with Larry a lot lately, you know, he's, he's a tremendous guy, and he's uh. You know, for all the fights Larry's had I and mean, everything, Larry's very out with it, you know? He's very, he's doing good.
1: Yeah, savvy businessman,
0: Larry Holmes. Larry he owns, like, guy. all of
1: uh, eastern Pennsylvania. I think he owns the whole town almost.
0: Yeah. The eastern assassin. He had a mean jab, man. He shoot that thing out, boy. He had one of the best...
2: When
0: you're with Larry, Larry always gets, throws a jab. He says, You want some more? You hungry? You hungry? You want some more? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yo, Mickey, I got to tell you, man, I know I'm not the first one to say this, but you are absolutely one of the most exciting fighters I've ever seen. I mean, every fight that I've watched, I mean, I could just, they're not going to be in chronological order, but I remember when you fought uh, Emmanuel Augustus, Zab Judah. Yeah. I mean, they were just such fun fights. Obviously, Aturo Gatti. and you know, you always showed up. You always wear like the from that from that fighting cloth of like I'm not giving up. You had this will, and you were just so much fun to watch. This is something I feel like that represents where you come from. This is not something that was learned. It's not something that you had to turn on. I think it was just you. Would you agree? Or hundred percent.
2: I think you're either either I think you're born with it pretty much, or you're not. You can teach skill. You can teach. Uh, you can have you know for speed and stuff. You can like put weights on your ankles and run faster, whatever it might be. But for your will, your high, you can't teach that, you know. Uh, you either you have it or you don't, and you don't know if you have it until you, gotta go, until you go through it, and if you go through it and you get through it and you keep doing that, then you know you have it, but if you, you know, you give in or you, you once you quit in your mind, once you say in your mind, one time, I can't do it or I lost or whatever you've done. You can't, like, go the other way. But you can't go back the other way, so, you know, even though, even though I was losing or I was getting beat, I always had to back my mind, I can go, I can keep going. I got to keep going. I got to see if I can, you know, break them down to break them down mentally to win, and that's what I did. Never once in your in an, in any of your fights, a thought
1: across uh, your mind for you to to not come out of the corner or quit, right?
2: Nah, not at all. Even when I fought Sanchez, when they wanted to stop the fight, like well, I was getting killed for some reason, I, you know, take nothing away from. Them. I just didn't fight a good fight, you know. And there was a lot of fights like that where I was moving a lot and didn't fight. All like a, they were like, "What's wrong with him?" It wasn't because I was, wasn't was trying to win. It was just, I didn't have it that night. For some reason, it wasn't there. And, uh, but Sanchez thing, you know, they were saying, I'm going to stop it. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, just give me another round. Give me another round. Even though he knocked me down, he had me hurt. Who know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't going to quit. I wanted to, if I was going to lose the fight, I was going to lose standing up, you know, and, uh. I would never lose, like, in a corner. Don't, don't stop the fight in a corner. Let me go out there and get knocked out first, you know. <laughs> but luckily, I nailed him with that body shot, and that was you it. Fold,
1: yeah, you folded him up like a chair with that body shot. That was one hell of a body shot. That's one of my favorite body shots to watch. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy watching you throw it, put that combination together most. I mean, I used to touch to the head right to the body. Beautiful. Right, yeah, just
2: to get that elbow up a hair, you know, and just to dig and just to, just to let everything go
0: right into it and,
2: uh, you know, it pulled me out of a lot of fights, you know what I mean? It pulled me out of a lot. Of, I was behind a lot, and I, that, that punch pulled me out of a lot of my losses. <laughs>
1: when you were younger, you I know you broke your hand one time, but you, you got hurt. You used to pave, right? You worked on yeah, the pavement crew. Yeah, that, yeah, that
2: was in my uh, butt. That wasn't my hand. Uh, I, jumped, I, ju- I jumped off the roller, the high roller. I jumped off with a tamp. With a tamp I put down, and I jumped off, and I thought the tamp would fall over. Well when it stood up and I jumped off the roller and landed right on top of it and went right into my, you know, you know what. But it luckily it bounced and went out, but it ripped its it ripped its way and it they had to reconstruct my bowel movements and all that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I could have had a cost me back for my whole life or if it went like another inch and another two inches, I would have been dead. Wow. Jesus Yeah.
1: How much time did you lose in your career? You were already pro by the I took that happened, i that was right? a year,
2: I think I took off from that uh nine months to a year. Yeah, I was a pro. I was a pro from 80, what, 86, 85, 86. And, uh, that happened in like, uh, 90, I think. You were a blue collar guy working on a, a paving
1: crew and like, uh, your fighting style, very blue collar too. Yeah.
2: What, one thing about me is I always trained hard, you know, um, never didn't train hard. I never like, I uh, took fights like on two weeks or a week, you know I mean? I always knew when I was going to fight. I, but, um, you know, I just sometimes I didn't know who I was fighting, but I knew I was gonna fight. You know what I mean? So that comes earlier on in your career when you when you're coming up. You know, what I mean, a lot of times you don't know who you're fighting, but you know, you know, you're fighting somebody so you can get ready for how many rounds or whatever. You know,
0: which is wild. That's a like reminiscent of like the amateurs, right? You just yeah, kind of... basically
2: yeah. I mean, when you when you're first time pro, you know, especially I mean, if you're an Olympian or you're like uh, this or that, you know, you know who you. are I mean, it's already all set up. You know what I mean? But if you're a guy like me. You gotta come up the hard way. You just fight. You just fight. Like what was it like? Uh, I think I got like four hundred dollars. I think my first fight or was it? yeah, something like that. Hundred dollars around. Yeah.
0: You fought like you loved it. You fought with passion. Was there any time during your career where you where you kind of fell out of it and you were just doing it because you you felt the need to to uh, to do it for your family or for someone else? Because I never saw that. It always looked like you enjoyed fighting. You were a dog in there, and it was just like wow. You know, I was wowed by you know by your battles. did it Was there ever, like, a dip where you were like, I don't really want to do this, but you felt like you had to?
2: Yeah, well, no, I had to, but I, it was like, yeah. What happened was when I lost, I think I lost my first fight, and then I lost a couple more, and I lost to, like, uh, like a Tony Martin back there in Atlantic City, then I fought to, like, uh, Ricky Myers, those guys, and I lost four or five back to back to back to back, and, you know, I, I was fighting, I wanted to win, but it just wasn't for the right reasons for me, you know what I mean? Uh, I trained hard, I did whatever, but when, the, when I got in the ring, it seemed like it was, like, really nothing, you know what I mean? It was, I didn't have that, like, fire to, like, really win. I just went into, like, I don't know, I want to say survive, but it was kind of like that, you know what I mean? And I take nothing away from knowing I lost or fought or like that, but uh, a lot of the fights, I uh, I just wasn't there mentally. And uh, for some reason, but I was there physically in shape, but I just wasn't there mentally, so it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't right, you know?
0: So sort of like you were going through the motions, but you weren't, like, inspired, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah.
0: When, when do you think that fire lit back up?
2: It lit back up when I came back, and uh, after I beat Sanchez, everything uh, pretty much went right up after that. You no, know, I fought Zab. I lost a decision to Zab, a 12-round decision to Zab for the USBA title that didn't really get me down because I thought at the point at that time, I thought he was one of the best fighters in the, at, the, at the weight back then. You know what I mean? So that didn't get me down. It just, it just, it made me realize that I belong there and I could fight with those guys or whatever, you know what I mean? So it gave me confidence actually instead of me not having confidence from after that loss.
0: I mean, you were facing a young Zab who yeah. was mean, fast, a Southpaw knew how to rip to the body. I mean, he had good, good feet. And I'm not sure if you've heard it, but just recently he said you were his hardest fight. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he, he, he's pretty straight up and clear. I'm not I'm sure he's not doing that for any other reason but the fact that it's the truth.
2: No, right. Yeah, he, he was telling me like I, I I've been with Zab a few times and he said when I hit him with that body shot, <laughs> he said I told my dad, "Dad, come on, dad, dad, F that body shot. Just keep going." He goes, "No, it's me." <laughs> his dad was saying F it, but he goes, "I'm the one getting hit with it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's pretty cool though, you know. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was tough. That's when he was like, Zab the Zab that like, he had pop too, because he'd bop, 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 and he'd move. blah He never stood there, you know what I mean? Long enough to get hit. Right. What made you get into boxing when you were young? Uh, Dickie, my brother, fought before me. So, you know, my first fight, I was seven. You know, I uh, went down to the gym and on with him at seven years old and never stopped. I mean, I didn't fight like constantly from seven. I fought a little bit, go back into the gym, train around a little bit. I didn't fight consistently until like I was like uh, 13, maybe, 14. And Dickie trained you when you were younger, right? Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Dicky was one hell of a fighter, too. Yeah, he
2: was an excellent boxer, yeah.
0: I didn't know much about him until I watched the movie The Fighter, which is one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite... That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, f- favorite uh, boxing movies. There's a couple of reasons why I say that. The fact that it highlighted your life... At a young age, and the relationships with with your lady and your family, I enjoy like those behind the scenes, you know, f- family events highlighted, and 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 the dynamics between you and and your brother. I thought that was really cool. Also, it, it felt very human that they shared the fact that Dicky w- was an addict, but you know he still had this love for you, where you know he 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 was pushing you, and this the love internally, what may uh, many may seem as you know, a family that's dysfunctional. But it was there was there was a certain beauty that and rich uh with love, if I may, that was represented. And that's what I got from it. You know? And I also like the fact that they gave you a just do with your career, with with your accomplishments. Also the the, the losses, the failures, all combined into this great movie with great actors. But also I, one last thing that I really enjoyed that they didn't highlight you and Gotti because I feel like you and Gotti could have overshadowed that movie like it was a clear representation of you what makes you tick and who you are and I think honestly man even though I was a big fan prior to that it really solidified it for me so I thought it was a great representation of you so well done you know
2: yeah see that was the thing about it is um it was a boxing movie, but it was more for, like, it wasn't just for, like, the men, because they had, to, like you said, like, the sister, the dynamic with the sisters, my mother, you know what I mean? So the, the woman can relate to it, you know, families can relate to it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone always, I have someone like that, my family, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And, you know, about the sisters and, and my mother, how my mother was, like, uh, the way she was, and, and my father the way he was, you know? So it was, like, oh, people, like, kind of uh, went gravitated towards it more because of the family dynamic, more so than the boxing part, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you, you're this guy with this this life and this family who just happens to be a boxer, that's what it's, the
2: movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, 100%, yeah.
0: Looking back at that movie now, is there anything that you would say, I wish they would have uh, shared a little more of this or something that you feel in your heart that was a little inaccurate, that you care to share? No,
2: I mean, I mean it was all pretty much good on, you know what I mean? Like, obviously I everything ain't exactly the same. Like Mark had told me, uh, Wahlberg told me, Mickey he goes, it's high. It's hard to put one person's life in like the two and a half hours, let alone two people. And then you got two, especially Dickie, with his his crazy, you know, his crazy stuff to put that all in, like and whatever. So they have to put things in, take things out. So they have to like, you know I mean? move things around and times are off a little bit dates and names or whatever, but yeah, you know, it was pretty much it was right on, you know, uh, like I said, though, they can't make it perfectly like like it was, you know? Yeah, they always
1: got to make changes. They always got to make... I, I, you know, I, I I read your book, Irish Thunder. It was a great book.
2: I had a, I a couple of them out The, the first one, uh, the guy wrote it, uh, Bob Allen, was a good book. But I wrote the second one. I pretty much had everything to do with the second one. Is the second one Irish Thunder? The second one was um, The Life and Times of Irish Mickey Ward, I think it was. Something like that. Wow, I didn't know you were an author, too. No, I ain't. I'm not <laughs> I helped write it <laughs> how's
1: uh, how's Dickie doing nowadays? Is he doing good?
2: Oh yeah, he's still kicking hanging in there.
1: yeah I I empathize a lot with uh his part and you know the you know in the movie because you know i I had an issue with drugs I, I've been incarcerated before you know I, and I was really close to my brother also so how'd you feel about them having Mark Wahlberg play those not the best looking good. guy. Right? Not yeah, the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, Mark's a Boston guy, so, you know, the accents are the same. And Mark's an athlete. Mark's a good fighter, man. He can punch. You know, I mean, Mark, I used to spar with him, and he can punch. Mark can punch. You know, he's a lot bigger than me, too. And uh, I'm, I am not mean height-wise, he's like, I'm 5'8", he's 5'9 and a half or so. But, I mean, weight-wise, he's a lot bigger. And he's, uh, you know, obviously, he's strong, like, big guy. But I was glad that he played me, and I'm glad, you know, he, he had boxing backgrounds so, and you know. And he didn't like when he sparred as the guys he fought and stuff. He was like going at them. He wasn't taking it easy. Mark's crazy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I see it. He's on. Max every- always like always wants to get one on you. Man. If you did this and he wants to do that better than you. <laughs> yeah,
1: every every morning he's on Instagram at 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's like en- en-
0: enough of this shit, Mark. I'm not waking up at 3 a.m., all right? <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, he is amazing.
2: What the workouts he does, he's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's
0: like he's like a, a, another David Goggins. Yeah. But the Boston version. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, man, he's crazy. <laughs> I give Mark props.
0: You know, I enjoy watching actors move, but most of the time when you see the move, like Box, you're like, oh, no wonder they're, they're actors. Like, Jesus Christ, that's awful. Yeah. But Mark walberg mario lopez they can put some punch together yeah. they look good yeah, like yeah. They, you watch them you'll 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 finish the clip of them hitting the mitts or something who wins right. mario, mario lopez fight. or mark walberg Wahlberg. I, I go with
1: mark Wahlberg because i just feel like he's uh you know he's just a meaner guy and he'll go for the knock
0: yeah i think I'd mark i think right. mark wins that one I go for mark Wahlberg. but
2: i'll tell you though mario he might look he might like to have a soft spoken and this and that but he has he has a lot of a lot of fighting him, believe
0: me. Really? <laughs> so you're going you're, going, you're going for A.C. Slater? No, I'm not saying I'm going
2: for him, <laughs> but I'm saying you can't count nobody, especially him. Right, you
0: right. You can't count
2: nobody else. So after you knock
1: out Sanchez and then you, you go to England, you beat Neary, right? You fight like a, a great fight against him. And then you get in, into, you have this trilogy with Gaddy. How did you feel going into the first fight with Gaddy? Were you like, you know, this is a culmination of all the hard work I've done, you know, through my career, through boxing, and I'm finally starting to get a piece now. Did you feel like that at all? Was that- yeah,
2: yeah, I basically did. But no, what's funny is um, people leave out a fight that I fought that I almost got fight in the year too. Reggie Green from uh, DC, that kid a punch. He knocked me, he hit me with a left hook. I, I thought I was out on a Route 95. I was like behind that where the fight was. I didn't know where the hell I was in the, in the third round. He, he cut me right here, right, with a left hook. And I had, I, got 15 stitches or 10 stitches in and like 15 out, 25, in my lip. And then I had eight over here on my cheek. And I knocked him out in the 10th round, like 20 seconds left. But I was losing, so another thing. And that was the fight right before Arturo? I fought him, and, and then I fought um Jesse James Lehar, and I and – I, uh, they, you know, how I hit him with a left hook, and they said I headbutted him, and so they he was ahead on by two judges, and I was ahead by one, so they gave him the fight. Technical uh,
1: decision, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then I fought Gaddy, so I think Gaddy was the, like they gave me Gaddy because how I got I think screwed in that one. So um, like Lou DeBella and them, like they promised me to get me whatever, and he got me Gaddy, and uh, they gave me Gaddy, thinking Gaddy's gonna walk right through me, but uh,
0: I had I guess I had something different.
1: Yeah. Three fights, 30 rounds.
0: I get get goosebumps just thinking about that fight. I was at (laughs) home, and I was kind of like half listening. I didn't even know the fight was on that night. It was kind of playing in the background. And, man, then me and my friend were just like glued to the screen, and we were like standing up screaming. It was just such great (laughs) back-and-forth action. I didn't come up with this phrase, but it was absolutely beautiful brutality and thank you for that, man. For putting on a fucking show, that shit was awesome, <laughs> man. And then you gave it to us two more times. Yeah. And to see you here and to hear you, you sound great, man. You look great, man. Props to you, man. And thank you.
2: Thanks. Well, I have. I got diagnosed with the CTE thing there. Uh, you know, but they don't know how. I'm, I'm actually donate my brain to, the, uh, so they can study the effects of concussion. So, uh, I'm doing good though. You know, I I stay healthy. I I don't really drink at all. And uh. So I'm good, you know. what I mean, whereas if you know, if I was drinking a lot of potty and partying, I'd be like, Ugh, you know, what I mean, it'd, be, it'd probably be worse for me, whatever. But uh, I stay healthy. I stay pretty good. So uh, I think that's why I'm, my mind is pretty still, pretty good, you know.
0: And where'd you get that discipline and the and way of life from? Because it's so easy to slip into those cracks and indulge in temptation yeah. and, you know, and, and, and convince yourself, Oh yeah, I deserve this. or I want to do this. There's something in you that kind of, that shows that you're, you know, you, you're you very positive that way. Every time I have seen you in an interview, you got this upbeat spirit and you're, you're, yeah. you're sharing, like the fact that you're even with uh, dabbling and, and in these innovative ways of doing the digital training, the fact that you're donating your brain, like you, you're, you're very progressive that way. Is this like something new, or you've always been that way?
2: Nah, it's just how to stay positive. Um, you know, listen. I mean, I, I've done wrong. I've done things in my life that I wasn't proud of, and things that, whatever, some drugs and this and that at different times. But not anything there in boxing or not like that. You know what I mean? But that's all done. But I've never done that again. And uh, but I ain't no saint, like you. Know, but I, but I do. I do everything to try to do it the right way. You know what I mean? I just try to do the best I can and just be the best person I can be because uh, like, you know, it can change like that, you know what I mean? Uh, But I I stay positive. I don't get in, I don't drink really at all, Uh, however. You know, I have that mind that if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to get me. I wouldn't do it enough to where I I need it. You know what I mean? So that was it. And uh, I have a strong mind and uh, I don't mean it for everyone that, you know, everyone has problems and they can say, oh, I don't want to do it and they don't do it. No, you can't, that doesn't happen. But me personally, I was strong enough, and luckily, the I just said, "I don't want to do this. No, I'm done." And that was it. I never got into it, anyways. Big, or did it here and there, whatever, and that was it. So I mean, I don't put look down on nobody. I was, I, I could have been there, but I just knew I didn't want to be like that.
0: Yeah, I've done, I've done my share of uh, a party in one, maybe one or two thousand times. And- <laughs> <laughs> But right I'm again. good. I'm good now. Yeah. This little nose used to be very naughty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. When you're like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about having the mask yeah. now in COVID. You can freaking go out and just, you know, <laughs> nose in a yeah. see of cocaine yeah.
2: jaw. <laughs> you, you hear the birds going... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that
1: was the worst feeling in the world. They're judging you, those fucking yeah, birds. Yeah, everybody's going to
2: work. Oh, you
1: know what I mean? It's always a beautiful oh, yeah. sunny day when yeah. you're yeah. recovering from the hangover. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, and that's
2: the funny thing about it is I, I talk about it, and uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I went through it, and I got through it, and I'm, and I'm 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 living like, um, you can do it and get away from it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying people do it and, and whatever. No, I, I don't do it no more. Not like that, but you can't get away from it, you know. What I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta want it. You just gotta, you just gotta know it's not good for you and get away from it.
1: The town that you're from got it got hit hard during the crack epidemic. How is it in Lowell now? Is it getting better? Or?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent. At one time it was bad, but it's come, it's come full circle. Nice.
0: I want to go back to um, the Atsuro and yeah, the the trilogy between you and Atsuro So after the first fight, how excited were you? to do that second fight. And I believe it was within six months. Is that, am I correct? Yeah. It was a yeah, short fu- time. Were you like fully healed? Yeah. All three of those fights happened within a year. It was a, about a year. Yeah. Right? 13 Holy months. Shit. I think three
2: fights. Yeah. You, people don't usually have a fight like that their whole life. Or, or then mind three back to back to back. But, uh, I was good for it. I mean, I was sore after the first one. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I was ready like a few months after I was ready to go again. And, uh, we fought six months after a five, whatever it was. And, uh, I wanted to give him the, you know, the rematch because he deserved it, you know, because of the fight. First fight was so good and I could have fought for whatever, whatever, but I wouldn't have got more money or, or anything like that. So more money to fight those people than I would to fight a Toro again. So the second one, I got the biggest payday of my career. Uh, you know what I mean? So I had to go for it. You know, I, I wanted to. He deserved it.
1: You fought one of those fights with a ruptured eardrum, I believe, didn't you?
2: No, the second one, I was fine. And I, when I got hit in the third round with that right hand. It partially ruptured my eardrum and because uh, he caught me right here in the ear. And when I went into the corner, I was out of it. I didn't know where the hell he was. And uh, Then stupid me, like, I'm, I'm, he's hitting me, hit me, and then I bang my chest like this. Like I, I, I being <laughs> just trying to show him that I wasn't hurt, which I was gone, right? I'm like, ah, come on, come on. He goes, line me up. Boom, that right hand nailed me. And that woke me up. That like, I was still dazed, but I knew where I was. It's weird. A doctor told me that after that, you can get knocked out of conscious, consciousness and knocked back in. Yeah. Yep. Again. Holy and luckily, shit. I got knocked back in instead of getting knocked out. <laughs>
0: that, that's so funny that you say that because there's a trainer now. He also actually fought Arturo Gatti years ago. He's a trainer now. What's uh Joey Gamach. Oh, Joey Gamach. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, I fought Joey in the images, me and Joey. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Great yeah. dude from Maine.
2: Yeah, excellent kid,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, – yeah, he told me that. He said that, you know, I, I, he said that he's seen it many times over. A guy gets knocked out, boom, and in the middle of the knocker they'll get hit again, and, wake up. and they'll, they'll wake up. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, that's yeah. wild. Yeah,
2: But my legs were still gone, but my head was not clear, clear, but it was like I could, like, function, you know what I mean? Before I got hit with it, before I got hit with that right hand, I was like out of it. I was like, whoa, whoa. I felt like I was on the, on the worst roller coaster you've ever been on.
1: Did you know that the the last fight with our with Arturo was going to be your last fight? Did you already? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I said it beforehand. I said I'm going to train the hardest, my hardest. And I'm going to fight my hardest. When those are draw, even if I won, I was done. I didn't, I didn't care if I won or. And they offered me five million, or you know, what I mean, I I, I
0: wasn't going to fight no more. You well, know, so... was your camp pretty much the same for each fight? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Who were uh, some of the sparring uh, partners you had? A couple of good fighters, uh, one was from
2: New York and one was from, like, I think, Connecticut or somewhere. I'm not sure. But they were good sparring. I had great sparring. I hard. I um trained hard as I could. My main thing was my running. I used to love to run. So I always got in the best running shape ever. Uh, you know, I sparred hard. I trained my ass off. Um, So I, I really, like, trained, did everything the right way, you know. And that's why I, I look back now and people say, do you miss it? No, I don't miss it because I gave it all I had. I trained as hard as I could fought as hard as I could. Now, if I didn't do that when I was fighting, right? Then now, look at my age, right? I'd be like, oh, I'm more smarter now. I can do it now because I didn't do it the first time. No, that's not true. You can't do it. You know what I mean? People think that. Oh, maybe now I can do it because I can do the right things. Bullshit. Once you get in your 30s and 40, you're done. Yeah. There's only one, like, um, what's his name? Uh, one Floyd Mayweather. There's only one of him. There's only one B-Hop. What's his name?
1: Yeah, Bernard Hopkins. Bernard George George Hopkins. Hopkins. There's only yeah. one of
2: him. And uh, the heavyweight, um, Foreman, George Foreman, yeah. And there's only one Foreman, you know. People don't come back in their forties like that. Come on.
1: And you you look at you look at George Foreman, like he never drank, smoked, or did anything like that in his life. So it's like yeah. you figure it's probably a little better. And same thing with, with Bernard Hopkins, you know. Right, right, yeah. Floyd, Floyd too, uh, just just physical specimens, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and he trained his he he had the, he had the natural ability. Floyd, and on top of that, he trained his butt off. You know what I mean? And uh. That's what made him he is what he is, you know, Rika the the best of all time, pretty much the greatest of all of our of our generation anyways, you know.
1: I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I I think all he ever did was box. I don't think he ever did anything else.
2: Right. Probably not. Yeah. yeah
1: I think he just boxed his whole life. Mm-hmm. So you never thought about coming back after you retired? Not which, even... I,
0: which I love. Nope. I like when the nope. decisions made yeah. and you know your ideas are moving forward and stuff. That excites me. I like to see that. How do you feel about boxing right
1: now? What do you think the, what's the state of boxing to you?
2: I think it's good. I mean, it's it's good um you know there's a lot of good fights coming on uh, that that happened, you know what I mean, with the um Lomachenko. I'd like to watch him. I mean, obviously uh, with that fight with um George Gambos is now a tough kid, you know what I mean? Uh, good fighter, a great fighter. Uh, you know, some great, great fights in that weight class, lower weight class, and then there's some great fights in uh, super middle, you know, middle. And I get, there's good fights, and uh, they're starting to fight each other now, you know, whereas years ago, there'd be so much money involved that you you get the same amount of money to fight the 10th best guy as the number two guy. So why go with number two? Miles go with 10 to make that money and fight again make more. But the guys are fighting each other now, you know, and uh, they're making good money, but they just, hey, they put on good fights. They deserve it.
1: I feel like the, you're right. Like uh, the champions, they, I feel like a lot of them like have this, they want to unify now. And it, it kind of reminds me back to the days like the 80s, like Leonard fought Duran, Hagler fought you yeah. know, they all fought each other. Yeah, you know?
2: exactly. You know, yeah. and, and those guys are legend, you know what I mean? Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was probably one of the best Walter weights Well, obviously Sugar Ray Robinson is probably one of the greatest fighters ever, but Early '80s, he was unbeatable. You know, uh, and he was fast, strong. Shoot, those guys are in- incredible back there. Then they were all, like you said, they had the all four: they had Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, and Duran. You know, that that was that was probably the best four middleweights uh, at that time, without a doubt. Yeah, four of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, ever.
0: and the guys outside of that, like Azuma Nelson, was fun to watch. Remember yeah, him?
2: he was dope. Yeah, and we Barry McGuigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep yeah, yep. Hey, yeah he beat uh, yeah.
1: I think he beat Esbio Pedrosa Esbio That's That's
2: Pedrosa yeah, yeah. did he, he beat Stevie beat Pat- Cruz or something Stevie Cruz beat him right
1: something yeah I'm trying to beat I, McWigan,
2: I think and then he beat him outside in the heat or something,
1: yeah, it was hot it was real yeah, hot out yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. the guy the guy that McQueen beat like i it was when he beat Pedrosa Pedrosa had like tw- I think he had like twenty defenses he was champion for years,
2: yeah he was he was yeah. Sabio Pedrosa, whatever. Yeah, Sabio
1: Pedrosa, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's old that's old school. That's going back. That's <laughs> yeah. going way back into the seventies. Yeah. Do
0: you remember your fight with a uh, Emmanuel Augustus? Do you remember that fight? Oh yeah, that
2: was one of my best fights. Oh man,
0: that was such a fun fight. That, that was one close. fight of the year, didn't it? That one fight of the year. Yeah, two thousand and one, yeah. And that must be super awkward fighting a guy like that. What a per- what a great matchup between two, oh, two polar opposite, you know, he styles. was the most
2: awkward guy. You couldn't hardly hit that guy. He was like, I'm telling you, he, he he could fight. I mean, for the loss of his record, right? He was probably the best fighter in the history of, of boxing that had that many losses or whatever, and and it was that good.
1: Was he the same outside of the ring? If you ever had any dealings with him, like during interviews or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I I, I met him after. He's a great kid, you know. Uh, I met him after. I've talked to him after, and I was with him a few times here and there. But uh, he just had that. He had a natural ability to like move out of the way, and he had that crazy like. That, that herky jerky clown around. <laughs> you couldn't catch him, and you know, he'd be here, over there, over there, over there. Punch him over there. Crazy style he had, you know. The drunken master.
0: The I guess drunken they master, him. yep. That's so, right. with a style yeah. like that, you're, you're not even looking for the head anymore. You're trying to punch him in his arms, his chest, anyway. Oh, yeah, I could. Punch him in his <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah,
2: if, I, if he turned around, I would have.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I like him. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he, he had a lot of great fights, too.
0: Yeah, he, yeah he kind of reminds, I mean, he was a lot more unorthodox. Yeah. But as far yeah. as like his record of fighting a lot of people, what's his face? Uh, Chop Chop Corley. Yeah,
2: Floyd Mayweather said he was one of his toughest fights ever. Oh, yeah, right. Emmanuel
0: Augustus, yep.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. His name was Emmanuel Burton back then, though.
0: That's
1: right.
2: Right. They yeah. he changed it, yeah.
1: I wonder
0: why he changed it. That's
1: from Burton to Augustus. That's-
0: yeah. Maybe religious reasons or something. So these days, so you're doing the digital training. What, anything else going on besides that?
2: Train people at my nephew's gym, Box to Burn, in uh, Westford, Mass. Hopefully, make it down to Florida. Live hopefully pretty soon. Are oh, you gonna move down south? Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with this, I can't take yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I, I, I have a close affinity to Florida, man. I love, I, lo- I love, it's like a Caribbean island in yeah. the states. Yeah, yeah, I
2: like it. I, I love it. I Like. I like the people. I mean, not that I don't like the people up here. I love the people up here, but i uh, you know, you're stuck in the house for friggin' four months, five months, whatever it is. Um, shoveling. I can't like really shovel no more. I did that my whole life. I'm done. Who wants a shovel? freaking friggin'. Old? I'm 56 years old. Boy, I want to get out there and shovel.
1: The thing that's cool cool about Florida, California, these warm places you like the if you if you've seen a tree on the East Coast, you've seen you know it's the same in Boston as it is in New York. It's like yeah. you get down to Florida, you see the palm trees. the sky's blue. you get that heat california i I love it out there,
2: yeah, everybody's everybody's moods better. They're like you know, they can go over they outside. They're not stuck in the house,
1: yeah, you'll never have to shovel another snow ever again.
2: Oh, I hope not. Yeah.
1: You get, does
0: the snow get bad over there? And where you oh, from? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going back and forth with this. The relationship no between you and Gotti. Were you guys friends prior to that fight? Did you guys know each other?
2: Obviously, I knew him. Uh no, not at all.
0: Wow. And then you guys became like close after yeah, that trilogy. Yeah,
2: after the first fight, you know, we shook hands, blah blah blah. You know, you you know you congratulate him on a good fight and da da da. And as the fights went on, you know, we got a little more like you know not friends at all but acquaintances if you want to call it that but uh then after the third one we we became pretty we come tight wow
0: I, 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 I actually remember- trained him for his last fight of his life. I trained him.
1: Yeah. does Alfonso Gomez, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: H- how was that, training him? That, 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 that seems strange to me. <laughs> but then I see there was a bond between you. Yeah. Was that something you wanted to do? Or did he strong arm you to do it? Like, come on, you got to train me. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like that was that's what happened. No, you're like, no, nah, I don't want to do this shit, man. No, or well, did you? I guess
2: like if you see it in the HBO special they did on both of us, you know, we, um, uh, yeah, he's sitting beside me and you know, he said, I called Mick, he goes, uh, you don't what's the matter? You don't wanna train me? What the <laughs> hell's the matter? You're gonna train me or not, you know, the way he was talking. Yeah, I guess him and buddy, I don't know what had happened with them and they needed a trainer and uh Pat Lynch's manager, had found out I was training people up here in um in Lowell in the Boston area, and so he uh, called me and said, Would you be interested? And I goes, Yeah, definitely, you know, uh but a total made it sound like I I hesitated to to do it, you know. He said What's the matter, Mick? You're not gonna train me? What's the fool? You know?
0: <laughs> Maybe that—that's the impression that I rem- that, that that was left on me, because I remember that documentary. You
2: no, know, he trained hard. He just uh, all the hard fights and everything just caught up to him. You know what I mean? And uh, it catches up to you at all certain times. You know what I mean? And uh, it caught up to him because when he was in the gym training and hitting mitts and doing this, spot, whatever it was, he seemed sharp. You know, he looked good crisp, you know what I mean? Uh, then from the walk to the dress room, went to the ring, it's like everything come out of him, you know? When he got in the ring, he, he was like a shell. Mm. And it happens, you
0: know? Yeah, from one day to the next. Yeah, that broke my heart to see him fight Afonso Gomez, and it was and it was, it was was like that. But yeah. th- that's another extraordinary career with lots of, you know, entertaining fights. Yeah, I
1: remember that night, because I believe Margarito fought Kermit Cintron the same night. Uh, if I think if so. If Kermit
0: Cintron mistaken. fought somebody. I
2: don't know who he fought, but yeah.
1: I was such a big uh, Arturo Gatti fan. Even from when I was a kid, I remember his um, the fight with Gabe Ros. I mean, he looked yeah, like he was it, he was pretty much done, and then he just he threw a a left hook that just yeah separated Ros from his senses. <laughs> I mean, what what a shot! Did you like to en- enjoy watching him fight before yeah. you? Yeah. Did you ever feel like I'm gonna be I'm gonna fight this guy one day?
2: No, I really didn't because he was when I when I was seeing him fight, he was fighting at like one thirty. And then he fought up to 35 and then he fought to 40. And I went to see him when he fought, um, I remember I fought somebody, I think, I don't know if it was Burton or whoever it was, but, uh, I just beat somebody and I went out to New York when he fought Tyrone Millet. never knowing I would fight him like in a fight or two after that, you know, and, uh, and he knocked out Millet, I think in the fourth round or something like that. Uh, yep. but I went out to see him and, uh, I didn't get to talk to him and it like that, but I seen the fight and he looked good. You know, he knocked on with that left hook or whatever it was. And, uh, and come a year later, whatever whatever it was, I ended up fighting him, you know.
1: Because after the Mayweather loss, I mean, he had to, like, uh, he started back. I don't think he was with Was Buddy with him when he fought Mayweather? Yeah, it, yeah,
2: yeah. Buddy, the only time Buddy wasn't with him was his last fight. Gomez. Okay.
1: He had quite a comeback, too. He started because he had titles at 130, and then he became a champion at 140 also.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mickey, what
0: advice would you give young fighters now?
2: You know, I'd, I'd just tell them, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to give it your all um 150% because, uh, you know, it, it's the cliche is you don't play boxing, which you don't. So if, you, if you're going to get involved with it, you got to do it all, all out or don't do it at all because uh, you can't. it's a sport where you can get hurt if you're not properly trained or you're just doing it for the wrong reasons or your, heart, your mind's not in it, your heart's not in it, whatever it may be. You got to do it like 150% and give it your all. And if you do that and if you lose, then you gave it your all and you tried it. But if you go in there and you don't give it your all and you get beat, you can get hurt, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, Mickey, I got to say, man, you've been an amazing interview, and I knew you would be because every time I watch <laughs> I watch previous interviews, I saw you on hot boxing and a number of other things. You are so generous, so personable, and, you know, Derek and I really appreciate your time, brother. All uh, right, thanks, guys. Appreciate an it. honor man. to meet you and talk to you. Thank you so much, Thank Mickey. You, Mickey Ward, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Mickey Ward. That was excellent, I man. don't want a fanboy out,
1: you know? But I, I can't believe we're talking to some of these people, and what an honor to talk to one of the, the toughest, and I don't care what anybody says, that's a fighter's fighter right there. Oh, for sure. That's a fan's fighter right there. That is, I mean, he he left it all in the ring, man.
0: You know what's, uh, what's very uh, interesting to me, the contrast between the warrior in the ring and the nice guy outside of it. I mean, he really does... He
1: said, it, he said it best himself. He goes, I just want to, you know, do my best and be the best person I can be. Like, what? That's just, what class? Yeah. And simplicity, too, man. Yeah,
0: simplicity. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I mean, he's, you know, I hope that guys like this understand and know how much they inspire guys who are not, you know, just, just a, a dude like me who's a stand-up comic, you know, who, you know, w- wants to be a great father. Like, what he does in the ring this inspires me in different areas of my life to not, to not give up. To, you know, th- th- you can always come back. Right. Uh, there's always a fight. And you can still be a nice guy. Yeah. Even though you're fucking, you're going hard even at it. Even though you're an animal. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what I get from his character. That's what I get from his performance in the ring.
1: I mean, everybody should watch find the YouTube clip of his round eight versus Arturo Gotti, their first fight. If you don't feel inspired after that, just, you, know, you probably have some kind of uh, mental severe mental illness, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was just great. It was great to hear him talk. He, not a brash guy at all. You know? Yeah, he
0: wasn't even cursing. Let time, me tell
1: I, you something, if I would have knocked out uh, Sanchez like that, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, one shot. You know what I mean? I was just, whatever. I, I did it when I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't even
0: cursing. He was like, oh, I effing. Every time I cursed, I felt bad. I was like, oh, Jesus, get some have some class. I know there, he's an know?
1: Irish Catholic. He's probably got crosses hanging up all over the place in the house, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, what are yeah, what a gentleman. Yeah. What a, you know, you know, but I yeah, it just uh I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to fanboy out, but I love, I, I fucking love this shit.
0: Derek is clapping his feet under the table like a yeah, like, like a seal. Like a kid. Well, there you have it, man. My man Derek Dresser. I'm Sergio Chicone. POP, we out here. We're having a great time. I hope you guys are enjoying the pod. And to the next one, we out. Peace.